0: Jesus says, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The interpretation of this passage is challenging, but straightforward. The Lord is calling his disciples to a high degree of holiness, not only external fulfillment of the law like the scribes and Pharisees, but an internal conformity to the will of God. Ever since the Protestant Reformation, however, this straightforward interpretation of the passage has been challenged. The reformers argued that in setting such a high standard of holiness, Jesus didn't expect anyone to meet it. Rather, he wanted to make it even more evident that we're incapable of fulfilling the law so that we would give up clinging to our own righteousness and accept the righteousness that comes from Christ through faith. We are thoroughly corrupted, they said. So the fulfillment of the law is impossible for us. Now, their emphasis on the necessity of grace is spot on. The problem is how they understand grace, at least those reformers. For the reformers, grace is a legal fiction. It's God graciously calling us righteous, although we remain as sinful as ever. As Catholics, we take Jesus at his word. He is calling us to holiness. It's true that we can not accomplish that on our own. On our own, we can't fulfill the external precepts of the law, let alone this interior law that Christ promulgates in the Sermon on the Mount. But what we can't accomplish on our own, we can accomplish by the power of His grace. It doesn't usually happen in a flash, but through the gradual influence of the Holy Spirit in our souls, we are truly transformed by grace. And we can begin to fulfill the law of God, not only going through the motions, but from the heart. The first commandment that Jesus takes, interiorizes, and elevates is the commandment not to kill. Not only are we to avoid killing, we are to purge our hearts of hatred and anger. Now, there's an important distinction to make here, even between the mere, between the mere emotion of anger and a voluntary anger wherein we set ourselves against someone. Emotions arise even before we can do anything about them. Anger only becomes a sin when we let it overtake us. When we do, it has a way of skewing our vision of someone. We lose perspective and that person becomes, in our mind, a fool or a hypocrite or a narcissist. Jesus says, be careful, don't do that. We can frankly acknowledge that someone has done us wrong without reducing that person to one evil quality. So we have to overcome our hearts by grace by asking the Lord for patience and by making many acts of love. Let's focus our meditation on these two points today. First, let's ask ourselves, am I striving for holiness? Do I take Jesus at his word or have I fallen to moral and spiritual laxity? Do I believe that he's truly calling me to holiness and that he'll give me the grace I need to do so? Renew your resolve to be a saint and beg the Lord for the grace you need. Second, set to work conquering your heart. Is there any unresolved bitterness or resentment dwelling there? Is there someone you need to forgive? Do it. Forgive them by the grace of God, and make a profound act of love for them and for all people.